Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to a brand new edition of Daily to Dynasty. I am Craig Gorbanoff. You can follow me on Twitter at Seagorbs94. Joined by Rich at Coda522 and Marcus making the grand return to Daily to Dynasty after a week hmm. off at EM Taylor 29 uh, This is going to be a fun show. Another NFL week has come and passed. The Tennessee Titans are trying to cancel the NFL season. But that's okay. We won't let them. We'll keep watching football. And uh, hopefully we get a little Tuesday night football coming up next week. I don't know. That'll be interesting. Either way, Tennessee Titans and Pittsburgh Steelers game is currently postponed. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll have to keep, keep our eyes on that situation. I feel a little burnt by Tennessee personally because I was, I was, I was touting them as a fantasy option last week. They had an okay game, Derrick Henry did, but not quite as good all around as I predicted. And now they got uh, they got the old COVID-19. So <laughs> way to go, Tennessee. If you want to interact with the show a little bit more, head on over to anchor.fm slash daily2dynasty, and you can leave us a nice, friendly voicemail. And we'll answer your fantasy questions live on this show. And I already mentioned some of our social medias, but of course you can follow the show at Daily to Dynasty. And fellas, let's let's just jump right into it. And let's let's uh, talk about how there are no fantasy options from Thursday Night Football. We're recording this Wednesday at uh, 9 p.m. Uh, and I firmly believe that you should not watch this game, bet this game, <laughs> or start anyone from either team. Does anyone feel differently? Let's go Broncos. Um, <laughs> I think it's a few players. Um, I mean, the, Jet, the Jets defense hasn't been that good. So on the Jets side, I probably wouldn't start anybody. But Melvin Gordon, Noah Fant, they could be good options. Noah Fant could be a security blanket uh, for this QB. Um, they may not want him to pass a lot, so they can get a ball to Melvin Gordon. Um, those are two decent options. I mean, honestly, the only two I'd start are the defenses because both teams are hideous, like <laughs> offensively. They're just terrible. So. You can stream the Jets or the, the Broncos defense. I know I'm playing the Broncos defense against my own team, and there's no shame in winning. <laughs> so, uh, as far as this game, it, it's it's no one wants to win. So I'm going to be rooting indifferently. I don't even know what I'm going to do on Thursday night. I'm going to be like, yay, we're losing. Yay, we're winning. I don't know. It's, it's a weird, weird season, weird game. Weird season, weird game, weird time to be alive. Let's head on over to Sunday, though, where I think there are some actually good options. And let's start with the 2-1 Baltimore Ravens suffering a pretty embarrassing loss on Monday Night Football, I think, to the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, we'll face off against the first place in the NFC East Washington football team. That sounds um, weird. It does sound weird, and I am going to uh, go out on a limb, and I think Washington wins the NFC East this season. Gross. I mm. think everyone <laughs> in that division is so bad. I get the Cowboys are, like, supposed to be good, but they haven't actually looked good to me in, like, any game, and uh, I think Washington will probably end up winning this, yeah. this division. They actually compete in all of their games. Like – they, they lost by a big margin, but, like, they, they show up and they play hard. And I, I got to respect that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a repeat of a few years ago when, like, or going back when it was, what, a, the, uh, the NFC West when the, the Seahawks won in 7-9. and nine. I mean, that, that whole division is, is trash this year. But I still got to go with the Cowboys because it's, like, 
the cleanest of the trash. They definitely have the talent, <laughs> but I mean, they can't close games. Um, but I mean, as far as this game goes, you could just chalk it up to a Baltimore win. There's no way that the Redskins are winning this game. I would, uh, I would, oh my God, every week, the Washington football team. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Ravens, I, I'm going to play their defense this week. I'm playing Mark Andrews. I think he's going to bounce back because he had one of the worst games of his career against the Chiefs. He dropped everything. Uh, Lamar is going to have to bounce back, and I think he will. But on the Washington side of things, I don't really want to play anyone. Um, Gary Terry is fine, but I mean, they're probably going to try to eliminate him. So I think you're better off just skipping the football team in general and just focusing on, on Baltimore this week. I would I would not play Hollywood Brown after what he just did against the Chiefs. I mean, he he was supposed to be the featured guy, and he, he couldn't catch anything. Either. So Lamar, Mark Andrews, defense, bing, bang, boom, let's go. Yeah, I, I think Baltimore is going to be out here looking for a little revenge. I'm a little concerned at their ability to compete with Kansas City, honestly, after that performance last week. But a team like Washington, I think they'll, they'll sweep the floor with. I think, uh, you know, you could pretty much start anyone on Baltimore's offense. I, I, I don't love their wide receivers. I'll, I'll be transparent. I don't think they have any true, like, number one type receivers. Even Hollywood Brown, like, he's kind of like a – hot some weeks. He's very streaky, um, but not my favorite. Marcus, any difference of opinions here? Not at all. I mean, Baltimore's offense, stardom. I think they're going to look to get back on track. Um, I think Mark Ingram is going to get back on track also. It's a name that wasn't mentioned. Um, but I'm with you guys. Um, other than Andrews, I don't really – I don't think I'm going to start anybody in the passing game outside of Andrews. Andrews, Lamar, and Ingram will probably be the – the three top fantasy earners from Baltimore. And probably the Ravens defense. I see them scoring uh, yeah, yeah. scoring once probably at least uh, in this game. So also additionally, we can, we can talk about the betting line there. The Ravens are 13-point favorites in this game. Hmm. Uh, that is not I, – I get they probably are two touchdowns better than Washington, but uh, when there's a spread over 10 – it's, I, to me, I don't know. I don't want to touch it. It's it's kind of too yeah. dicey. Vegas um, wants you to bet at that much. They, they Vegas wants you to take the uh, the Ravens. So yeah, I mean, Ron Rivera is not going to let his team lose big two weeks straight, right? But Ravens are going to win. Exactly. So let's let's head on over to the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks hosting the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, I'm not sure who will be starting a quarterback for this game. I, I haven't had the chance to look. I don't know if you guys are aware if it'll be Justin Herbert or if Tyrod Taylor is back yet. Justin Herbert has looked really strong, I thought, the last two weeks. I mean, listen, they're they're a one-and-two team, but they've played very competitively. I think they, they've looked good, especially considering that, oh, we got a visitor. <laughs> Sorry. We got a visitor. No, it's all good. We got a friend. That is – the greatest the cameo team. on this show. <laughs> um, I'm just going to keep oh, rolling with it, though. There, you uh, go. Oh. there he is. There he is. <laughs> uh, and the Bucks on the other side, right? They're, they looked great last week. Um, they were five-and-a-half-point favorites last week, and they just killed the Broncos. I don't know why that that line was, was so low. Uh, yeah. Leonard Fournette did not look good. Um, he got about seven fantasy points. They did not use him on the one yard line. It was the Mike Evans show, you know, down late. I think what I've learned from the Tampa Bay offense and really what 
you know, I, I learned from New England many years ago too, is Tom Brady just likes to spread the wealth too much for you to reliably think that any one of these people are going to be consistently the guy. I think he spreads the ball around a lot and just really, you know, whoever's the hot hand is going to feed. Um, but there's no way of really predicting that week in and week out. Um, so from a fantasy perspective, I don't know. Like if you have the guys, you know, if you invested a high draft pick in like a Mike Evans, uh, you start him. But uh, I would shy away from from the Leonard Fournettes and, and some other Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, I mean, with Godwin being out this week, I think Mike Evans, he's going to be forced to be the guy. I mean, because if you look behind Mike Evans, they have Scotty Miller as the wide receiver too, which, I mean, he's a nice, you know, gadget player. But I think Mike Evans is going to have a really good game this week. As far as the running backs go, like you said, you know, they have two underwhelming running backs. Um, but, I mean, I, I really like I like their defense so far. The Buccaneers are, you know, a balanced team. And, and on the Chargers side of things, um, you know, Herbert's probably going to start just based on the injury to Tyrod. I mean, it's hard to come back two weeks later after your, your lung was punctured. But um, I, the Mike, Mike Williams, to me, is the biggest disappointment on that team this year. He's been terrible all year, all year round. Uh, to the point where Keenan Allen and Hunter Henry and Eckler have to pick up his slack. Um, I would start Eckler every single week. Uh, I think him and Hunter Henry have a good connection with, you know, Herbert and, and Henry, but it's kind of up and down last week. Um, but for me, I mean, those are the two guys, Hunter Henry and Eckler for the Chargers. Uh, and the Buccaneers, I would do Mike Evans and the Tampa Bay defense this week. And the Bucks are seven and a half point favorites against the Chargers. Again, there was a big, big underlay in Vegas last week. But I don't know. The Chargers are really unpredictable. They they took uh, the Chiefs, you know, all the way to a last-second field goal. Um, I would probably take the Chargers plus 7.5. I don't think they win, but I think they, they find a way to keep it close again. Marcus, uh, who are your fantasy standouts, or do you have any any bets? Uh, fantasy standouts, of course, Austin Eckler. Um, he's averaging 7.5 targets with Justin Herbert. Um, seems to be doing really well. Uh, the Bucks have given out fifth most receiving yards to running backs this year. So he's always a good start. Um, he's just going to do his thing. He's a feature back. And I would say Hunter Henry, I would probably sit him. Um, he had 50 yards against the Panthers. And the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks haven't allowed a touchdown to a tight end yet this season. Um, so that trend might continue. Um, I mean, he has the talent to, you know, break out and have a good game, but – as of right now, the trend is the Bucks don't allow touchdowns to tight ends and 50 yards is just, I'm not really that impressed. I think he's too talented to just be held to 50 yards. Um, so those would be my two on uh, the Chargers. Uh, with Tampa Bay, like you said, Tom Brady kind of spreads the wealth around. Um, outside of him having Randy Moss that year and, you know, Julian Edelman is kind of whoever's hot gets the ball. Um, so you really can't focus on many people. Evans may get targeted or he may run the ball a lot. You just never know. Um, but Brady uh, should be a good option. Um, I think he can run the ball with Fournette, um, Scotty Miller, Mike Evans, the plethora of tight ends that they got. So I think he'll be a good option too. Absolutely. Let's head on over to uh, the Seattle Seahawks, who offensively are the best, <laughs> to me, the best team in football. Defensively, it's a different conversation, but – Russell Wilson is looking like he's on a whole other playing field than everyone else. Um, 
I think he's finally starting to get that respect and recognition that he's been deserving for the last couple of seasons. But wow, that offense just is seemingly scoring at will whenever they want, however they want it. The defense is a liability. They do seem to make that last play at the end of the game, though, to hold on. I don't know how long a team can sustain that. Um, but I don't think they'll have to worry about it this week against the Miami Dolphins. Uh, this is a huge mismatch, in my opinion. I think anyone on the Seahawks is a good start here offensively, fantasy-wise. DK Metcalf, I'm so mad at. He should have had two touchdowns last week. He celebrated a little early. I don't think he'll do that again. Um, he's too talented for that. Um Tyler Lockett got in the, the end zone three times last week. Russell Wilson is just throwing dimes, guys. He's just throwing dimes left and right. Um, I think that the Seahawks win this one. They win this one pretty big. It's only a six-and-a-half-point line for Seattle. To me, this is like the lock of the week. Put $20 on it because I think they win it by two touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, but Fitzmagic always makes it interesting. I, you know, when it, whenever there's a big uh, team coming into town, he always plays his best. But Seattle's just going to be too much. Um, I do think Fitzpatrick probably has a good game just based on how much passing yards they've given up uh, through three games. The Seattle Seahawks have given up one thousand two hundred and ninety-two yards through the air, which is insane. That's over four hundred yards a game. So I think Fitzmagic, he's going to be Fitzmagic. Um, but as far as Seattle, like you said, start everyone. Um, and then on the Miami side, you know, Gaskin could be a good start. Gasicki could be a good, you know, tight end fill in, especially, you know, if you're not confident in Hunter Henry, you know, if you have Gasicki, he might be someone to throw in there this week. And then honestly, you know, if, if someone's down, if you have like a Jimmy G as your starter, who might not be back this week, throw in Fitzpatrick this week, just based on the trend, they're going to be down. He's going to have to sling it, but, uh, Seattle's going to win this. By a lot more than six and a half. So make it 200 out. It's not 20. <laughs> no, totally. And, uh, you know, additionally, from a FanDuel perspective, players from Miami might be someone you want to flirt with from a, a budget stack perspective, um, depending on where you're looking to spend your money on, you know, and on other positions. Um, if you're someone who likes to spend a bit big at tight end and you want Travis Kelsey, um, you know, maybe you take a, a Devonte Parker or someone like that from the Dolphins uh, to try and, and get some some value out of your your salary cap. Marcus, what about you? Anything anything in this game? Uh, Fist Magic, um, Seattle, like we said, um, they get up a lot of pass yards, at least twenty four points in back to back games to QBs. Um, my thing with Fist Magic, Fist Patrick, let me start calling him that. My thing with him is, you know, one of these games he's going to throw like eight interceptions or something like that. He's going to have yeah. one of those meltdown games. And I feel just, like it's this one. I you never feel know like when it's coming. Not, I feel like he can't keep up with Russell Wilson. Like, he's right. going to try to, and he might do it for, like, a quarter and a half. Mm-hmm. But Russell Wilson's going to keep throwing touchdowns, and eventually yeah. the Harvard education runs out, and he's he's no longer able to read a defense. Yeah, like, Fitz Tragic comes out, and he just mm-hmm. disappears. So you never know, but... I mean, with their pass defense, this might be one of those good games. And uh, Devontae Parker, he could be a good start. If this magic goes off, this uh, Parker could go off because, again, that defense is really bad. And then on Seattle, you know, you just start them all. 14 touchdowns, one interception so far for Russ. His MVP is in his future if he keeps it up. Yeah. Let's talk about your, your, uh, your 0-3 Minnesota Vikings. Uh, we can skip that. 
<laughs> well, you know, they're playing another 0-3 team, the Houston Texans. And I think if we, in August, had we asked, would you think either of these teams would be 0-3, uh, we'd be having a different conversation. Maybe Houston. They've had a pretty tough schedule yeah. to, start, to start the season. And you wonder if they're as bad as their record reflects, or is it just that they've played the best teams in the league and they're not quite the best team in the league? Um, I think this is kind of a good uh, – to play a team that's probably closer to their equal um, to mm-hmm. see what's going on. But from that perspective, you know, I'd shy away from most players from a fantasy perspective in this game because I just don't really know what either team is doing, um, you know, in, in my leagues. That being said, I drafted Will Fuller. I think it's a decent matchup for the Vikings. Will Fuller's been hot and cold so far to start the season. Um, If you believe in trends, he was bad week two, so he's probably going to be bad again week four. But uh, I I think he could put together back-to-back good games. Uh, You know, there was was a little injury situation in week two, so I'm not going to hold that against him. Uh, But what about you guys? Who do you like in this one? You want me to start because it's your team, Marcus? No, I can start. Go ahead. (laughs) Um, I'm going to pick the Vikings, of course, to win the game. Um, as far as fantasy players, I mean, Deshaun Watson, I mean, he's a stud. Even without DeAndre Hopkins, he's still very talented. Um, Vikings aren't really the best on defense. Uh, third most passing yards to quarterback this year. Um, Deshaun has thrown at least 250 yards in every game. Um, he should have a decent game. Uh, if you are desperate at QB, Kirk Cousins is out there. I mean, he... Threw three touchdowns last week, but he did have uh, two uh, interceptions, I believe. I think so. I don't remember. I don't care to remember that game. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, the Texans allow the fourth most points to running back, so Dalvin Cook is always a good option. Uh, Madison could get some run, too. Um, but I do think the Vikings can win this game. All right. So I thought that the Vikings were going to win last week. And they should have won last week. I mean, they had that game. And, you know, Gostkowski just came back and he started kicking, I felt like, 80 yarders around the entire uh, stadium there. He made, what, five field goals? But anyway, I don't feel the same this week, which has nothing to do with the Vikings. It just has Mm -hmm. to do with Watson. He's going to get back on track this week. You know, obviously he's missing D-hop. Um, he's not looking like Deshaun Watson, but I, I think this week he's he's going to get into some sort of a groove. Um, David Johnson's going to start up again this week. You know, he, they had a really brutal schedule to start. I think this is kind of where he gets into his groove as well. But on the other side of things, I think the Vikings have a new Stephon Diggs and Justin Jefferson, who yeah. I talked about Justin Jefferson since the day he got drafted by the, the Vikings. I said to you day one, you have Stephon Diggs. There he is. Um, he's going to take over that number one role as the receiver. I think he's going to be better than Thielen. Um, I think that he has all the intangibles to be a stud in fantasy on that team. He was the biggest waiver wire claim this week, and I, I think he's going he's gonna to be like a Pro Bowl caliber wide receiver when it's all said and done this year. Um, it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think they're, you know, you look at these two teams, they're known for defense, but it just isn't clicking this year. A lot of players are out on both sides. So as far as fantasy starts, I'm starting Justin Jefferson in daily and in, you know, regular fantasy. Dalvin Cook, you have to start every single week. And then as far as Houston goes, I like Deshaun Watson and I like uh, David Johnson this week. 
the wide receivers, I mean, if you want to have a sneaky waiver ad, Randall Cobb is actually, you know, he's he's jumping in and he, he's taking over a lot of reps that D Hop left on the table. Um, Got in the end zone last week, right? Randall yeah. Cobb, yeah. So he's available in a ton of leagues. If you want to have someone that has like a flyer in there, if you have an injured wide receiver, maybe you, you have a Juju Smith Schuster, maybe you have a, a, a Corey Davis, or you know, someone like that whose game is currently postponed. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that could be a decent decent option for you. Yeah, and then the way that the fantasy leagues are working is a lot of uh, things that are coming out. They're probably either going to play Monday at 5 o'clock or Tuesday at 6 or 7 p.m., so it won't be an issue. But uh, they're saying that if you have a backup on your bench, that your commissioner can swap those points out with your starter who's on Pittsburgh or Tennessee, which is just weird. But, uh, yeah, Randall Cobb is a nice little ad because he's available in almost every league. So. And uh, you talked to Randall Cobb once. What was that, like two years ago? He's a yeah, nice fella. Very nice guy. He's a nice fella. So the little uh, little interstate of green connection there. Pick up a boy, Randall Cobb, from the Houston Texans. Uh, let's uh, let's head on over to Detroit. Uh, both teams are 1-2 and two in this matchup. The New Orleans Saints on the road against Detroit. Um, I think the Lions are pretty much outclassed here. But, you know, the Saints lost to the Raiders. They, you know, had a very tough game against the the, the Packers last week. I, I feel like both teams are teams that I don't really know how good they are. And, and I think the Saints are better than the Lions, but I can't quite gauge how good they are. And the Lions are a team that, you know, I feel like on paper has talent, but is never really quite that good. And I, I can't figure them out to, to save my life. So the Saints are four-point favorites in this one. Given my analysis of both teams, I wouldn't recommend betting it, but that's just kind of me personally. Maybe you guys feel differently. Why don't you break this one down? Marcus, let's start with you. Um, I feel the same way about the Lions, which you just said. I kind of feel like they're always that team every year. It's just like you never know like how good they're going to be or what their identity is. But um, I will say uh, Drew Brees is a good option. Um, even without Michael Thomas, he put up good numbers. Three touchdowns, no picks, with no Michael Thomas. And, you know, Michael Thomas might come back, so it helps him even more. Alvin Kamara, stud, pencil him in every week except his bye week. Um, Stafford, uh, Galladay should be back. Um, Marvin Jones and Hawkinson, so he'll have, you know, his full receiving core. He threw three touchdowns last week. And uh, Sink secondary, they was having some issues. Um, So Stafford, you know Detroit likes to throw the ball, so. Uh, he definitely could have a big game. And I will throw out Emmanuel Sanders. Um, <laughs> um, if Michael Thomas is out, he can see a little uptick in targets. You can you can throw a little flyer out on him if you a little desperate on him. Um, Rich is shaking his head. But, you know, last yeah. week he was targeted five times. He had 15 fantasy points. He got in the end zone once. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's a desperation I, pick. If you got nothing else, I would throw him out there. I wouldn't be like pencil them in or anything like that well the only reason why i'm saying no to emmanuel sanders i mean i watched that entire game it just until what he was involved i feel like on three total plays obviously he made you know the most out of that touchdown but with drew Brees without michael thomas doesn't look like drew Brees. i mean his stats are inflated but you got to look at all his passes he'll have you know three yard jump offs to kamara kamara goes 50 yards yeah he took one yeah yeah 
it was a Barry Sanders run. I mean, mm -hmm. that run with Kamara, that brought back like Barry Sanders memories from me. Um, that's what Drew Brees does, though. He is this like a surgeon on the field. He'll throw three to five yard passes and just watch his players take off. Um, you know, if Jared Cook is out and Michael Thomas is out, you know, I can see that Emmanuel Sanders at start. Um, you know, especially Traquan Smith not doing anything to kind of gain a role with Michael Thomas not in there. Um, but on the flip side of things, I mean, Matt Stafford, he would be, if he was on a different team, he would be in the playoffs every single year. I mean, they beat the Cardinals last week. He carries the team on his back. I think this game is going to be closer than what people think it will be. And you know how much I love the Saints. I would love to say it's going to be a blowout, but I just don't see it. Um, you know, if Michael Thomas is back, I think they – they will get you know more than four points. I think they'll beat the spread. But if he's he's not in there, this is going to be a field goal type game, just like how it was last week with the Cardinals. Um, but yeah, I mean the Saints need to win this. They can't go one and three. And you know teams who go one and three have a really hard time making the playoffs. So I, I think the the Saints you know are two and two after this week, but it's going to be a battle. Yeah, I agree with you. I think this is going to be a relatively tight game. The Lions are a team that either plays up to or plays down to their competition. They, they're they not the ones who set the tone, but they're either really good at like playing the better team really good or playing really bad if they're facing the really bad team. So uh, they're playing a good team this week, and I think it should be a pretty fun one to watch in the 1 o'clock block. Let's talk about the 2-1 and one Cleveland Browns facing the 1-2 and two Dallas Cowboys. This is another game where I'm kind of <laughs> throwing my hands up in the air. I don't really know what to expect here. The Cowboys have played sloppy. They've had a lot of turnovers so far this season. Uh, they had a pretty miraculous, you know, comeback win against the, the choke artist formerly known as the Atlanta Falcons. Um, <laughs> but they really haven't looked good. Otherwise, then you look at Cleveland and they're two and one. They haven't played the best teams. You know, they're, they're running the football very well. Um, but you know, they're not, I don't think they're anyone to, to write home about, but they're, they're pretty talented across, you know, both sides of the football. They have some name players. I don't really know how to break this one down. I know the Cowboys can give up a lot of points, so I'd be inclined to start Nick Chubb, especially, you know, Kareem Hunt has, is battling a little bit of an injury. I'd be inclined to start a, an Austin Hooper who is just – he's just waiting to break out. He's just waiting, but I, I think this is this is a particularly good matchup, um, you know, defensively for him, and and I, I think this this could be the week that he he gets in the end zone. We'll find out. But let's pass it over to you guys, Rich. Let's start with you, Cleveland at Dallas. All right. So this is the game that I think Dallas puts it together. You know, I, I mean, we talked about it before how. It, it's going to be the NFC East is going to be a complete toss up and it's going to be a bad division. I think the Dallas Cowboys win this game. I think that the way that they're going to win this game isn't going to be pretty. I think there's going to be a lot of mistakes on both sides, but I think, you know, if I had to put Baker Mayfield against Dak Prescott and say, who's going to make the mistake more often, I'm going to say Baker is going to make more mistakes, especially with Hunt being injured. You know, obviously Chubb is going to run and he's going to have a great, game. I mean, I'm going to start Nick Chubb and probably no one else on the Browns this week. And then on the flip side, you know, you don't know who's going to 
break it open for the Cowboys as far as receivers go. You know, Gallup had the great game last week, the week before, you know, it, it's, it's Lamb, it's Cooper. It's a wealth of talent they have. It's just they're not cohesive yet. Um, you know, I think this is the week that they become cohesive. I think all three wide receivers have a good game. I think Ezekiel Elliott will have a good game, which means that Dak Prescott's going to have a good game. So I think you could start all five of those guys against the Browns. So obviously don't start the Browns defense. Uh, the spread is four. I think Dallas wins by more than four. I agree. I think they're probably a touchdown better than Cleveland. Um, but I, I would be interested in this game in some kind of a, a, a parlay situation. Take a look at what the over-unders are for uh, you know, an Ezekiel Elliott yardage-wise, uh, Amari Cooper to get in the end, something like that, and maybe string together a couple of – player props um, for a better payout because not for nothing the the odd spread, you know, for the, the points isn't, it's not the best. I think that you have more opportunity to, to win some more money here by, by taking advantage of, I think the Cowboys having a pretty rock solid offensive performance. Plus 50, um, 54 is frightening that number. I mean, when an over under is that high, I don't, I don't know what to pick. I wouldn't pick the over under in this game just because you don't know who's going to suck. Oh no no no! Not points wise. I meant like yardage over under for uh, for like a like an Ezekiel Elliott, like a player prop. Um, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't touch the over under points wise in this one with with your money, <laughs> Marcus. Uh, anything in addition to this one? Um, I would say star CD Lamb. I'm on uh, same path as Rich. Start um, the skill players on Dallas. CD Lamb. It's a good one. Browns defense gives up a lot of yards to slot receivers. And uh, CeeDee Lamb, pretty good rookie. Um, <laughs> uh, Baker Mayfield could potentially have a good game. Uh, Dallas gave up nine total touchdowns to the Seahawks and the Falcons to their quarterback. So uh, it's not like their pass defense is anything special. Um, so those are two people. If you have them, um, start them. If you got someone better than Baker, start them. If not, I think Baker could have a potentially decent game. So let's let's start with you on this one, Marcus, and let's head on over to Cincinnati, who is hosting Gardner Minshew and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, the Jags looked really bad on Thursday Night Football last week. Uh, Healing Cole got me a few garbage points before, like just getting knocked out of the game, which was cool. Um, <laughs> Minshew, you know, in the battle of mustache first beard, lost uh, to the Dolphins. Uh, and Ryan Fitztragic. And listen, mm-hmm. I, they have an opportunity to bounce back against the Bengals, who are 0-2-1. They couldn't string it together last week in overtime. I think there was some pretty poor play calling in overtime last week on, on the Bengals side of things. Um, but, you know, I'll give it to them. They, they fought a team that I think, you know, many people probably thought were better than them in, in the Philadelphia Eagles, and they fought. And I... I still think that this is an opportunity for Burrow to get that first NFL win. Um, but I can also see the argument being made that the Jacksonville Jaguars can bounce back pretty pretty good after a disappointing Thursday night football. They've had a long week. They've had a chance to get healthy, rest up, and, and, and you know, go out and, and play a good game against Cincy. And, and Burrow might be frustrated by the fact that he hasn't been able to get that win yet, you know, since, since entering the NFL. The Bengals are three-point favorites. So, Marcus, let's kick it over to you. Uh, who do you like in this? Uh, I'm going to go Bengals in this. Um, I like your boy Joe Burrow. 
Uh, he's been slinging it. You know, he's had uh, he's had um, three hundred yards in back to back games. They're definitely not, you know, hiding hiding him and holding him back. They're just letting him let it rip. Um, he's had at least twenty points in every game this year. Twenty fantasy points. Jags have allowed fifth most points to quarterbacks this season. And Tyler Boyd, I mean, his numbers are increasing every game, uh, fantasy points and actual statistics. Um, James Robinson's, you know, running all over the place for Jacksonville. But I think um, the Bengals take this, and I'll go out on a limb and say A.J. Green doesn't look like he's 100 years old. He may look somewhat decent, but I think Tyler Boyd comes out as the top receiver in, in the passing game. All right. Well, I still think AJ Green's basically going to take a turd at the fifty-yard line. And yeah, I know. Cash, yeah. But uh, I agree with everything else. I think that the Bengals are going to have a great game. Um, I think Jacksonville in Week One they overperformed, and what you saw against the Dolphins was kind of what they are as a team. Mm. Uh, there's not a lot of talent on that roster, and they're they're kind of in rebuild mode. I like Minshew, um, but at the end of the day, beards are better than mustaches. If you just have mm-hmm. a beard. Amish. If you just have a mustache, you look like a dead boy. So I'll take the beard. Um, <laughs> as far as the Bengals go, I really like what T. Higgins is doing. I mean, his connection with Burrow is spot on. And Boyd, like you said, those would be two that I would start. Uh, Higgins is really good if you have Dynasty, him in Dynasty because you've been have him for a long time. Boyd, you can start in you know, all formats. And then Burrow, again, I think you can start in all formats too. The only guy in Jacksonville that I'm touching is, is James Robinson. Um He's putting up crazy numbers. He came out of nowhere. He is kind of like the uh, Arian Foster of this year. Uh, I would I would start him in, in daily. I would start him in dynasty. I would start him in redraft. I would start him in everything. But uh, Cincinnati, I think, wins by more than three. I think this is going to be a really good game for them. Yeah, I, I'm excited to see Burrow in this one. He's been very exciting so far this season, uh, and I, I think he's going to get that first NFL win. So this, this should be a fun one. Um you guys mentioned all the key players. Um, Mixon has been kind of disappointing this season uh, from a running back perspective. I think if, if you have the ability um, to, to start someone else, maybe you should consider it. Um, but, you know, the, the, the Dolphins running back, whose name is eluding me, had a good game last week. So, so maybe it's Mixon's turn, too, to have a good game. We'll find out. Let's head on over to Chicago. The 3-0, Nick Foles-led Chicago Bears Nick Foles. are facing the 2-1, Phillip Rivers-led Indianapolis Colts. And I have no idea what to expect because it's a new quarterback starting for the Bears. Um, you know, they have talent across their roster. Um with the right guy at the trigger, they could be good. He looked great in relief last week, but that doesn't always carry over to the starting role the following week. And the Colts have looked pretty good. I mean, minus uh, a week one, right, where, where the, they lost. I mean, they've, they've looked really good back-to-back weeks. Um, you know, Phillip Rivers has learned how to win in September. It'll be October <laughs> um, come this game, so – his, his little allergy will, will be done for. Um, I think this is going to be a pretty fun one to watch. Uh, from a fantasy perspective, Marcus, let's start with you. Who are the key players? Um, I would say Sid Montgomery. Uh, I think he's going to get more touches because Cohen tore his ACL. But the Colts defense is pretty tough. Um, no individual running back has had more than 63 yards on his team. 
And um, I think that could continue. Um, Phillip Rivers, I mean, last week with the Jets, I'm not going to – you can't really count that one. I mean, they were scoring all types of ways on the Jets. So you would expect him, you know, coming in, he was going to throw for like 353 touchdowns, but Xavier Rose touchdown and a whole bunch of other stuff. But, um, yeah, Phillip Rivers, I mean, you can start him, but, I mean, I'm not too not too sure about starting him. Um, T.Y. Hilton, I'm not too sure about starting him. He hasn't looked good this year. I'd probably sit him. Chicago hasn't allowed a wide receiver touchdown, and he hasn't had more than 53 yards in any game this year, and he has no touchdowns this year either. Um, so T.Y. is a big name in the past game. I would sit him. In Montgomery, I would definitely sit him too. All right. So you this, go. this is going to sound weird, but I felt like the Colts didn't play as good as what they scored last week. I think that they won or are winning despite having Phillip Rivers. Um, obviously, you know, having two pick sixes and, you know, Taylor running all over the place, we knew that they were going to beat the Jets. But I don't think that Phillip Rivers looked crisp. And, you know, T.Y. Hilton, like you said, he, he's not looked good at all. Um, it, it, this game is a pick em, and it really is a pick em. Because Nick Foles could be Super Bowl Nick Foles or he can be – you know, what he is on every team not named the Eagles and last game. So He's like Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Um, so for this game, I mean, as far as fantasy options go, Nick Foles loves Jimmy Graham. Like, he loves him with all his heart, you know. He's time to you <laughs> You're the only one that likes Jimmy Graham. But, I mean, as far as – It was as, a great year that one year he was good. It's yeah, great. <laughs> but I mean, he's available in a lot of leagues. Uh, I know tight end is kind of, you know, rare to hit on, but, you know, Jimmy Graham and Nick Foles, that's a match made in heaven. Uh, he also really likes Allen Robinson, which is good for me because I have Allen Robinson in a lot of leagues. Uh, I feel more confident with Nick Foles throwing Allen Robinson than I did with, you know, Mr. Trubisky. Uh, he also likes Anthony Miller. Basically, Nick Foles loves to throw the ball, which again, for Montgomery, I agree with you. I would sit Montgomery. Um, just simply because it's not a good option this week. Uh, on the cold side of thing, I really love Mo Ali Cox, uh, tight end that came out of nowhere. He's kind of like James, Rob- James Robinson of tight ends this year. Uh, he scored against the Jets. He scored the week before. I, I think he might have scored every week. He's going to score this week too because, like you said, they don't give up wide receiver touchdowns. They're going to give up tight end touchdowns. Um, so he'd be my big start on the cold side along with Taylor and – that's it. I wouldn't start T.Y. this week at all. Yeah, I, I think you guys hit the nail on the head. I, I think I think we're going to have to wait and see from the Chicago side of things. Like, I know Foles likes to sling it, but I, I would be cautious starting players from the Bears offense because just new quarterback, you never quite know what you're going to get. Um, if you're in a situation where you have to, you have to, and I, I think it, it could pan out well, but – I, I would take a, a wait-and-see approach personally. The Colts are two-and-a-half-point favorites. I think the Bears actually win this one. So, uh, you know, if you feel like betting this game, go for it. But I wouldn't. <laughs> and that's that's my advice here on Daily to Dynasty. Let's head to the last game of the 1 o'clock block. The Arizona Cardinals, 2-1, and one, facing off against the Panthers at 1-2. and two. Um, quite frankly, I don't think the Panthers defense is good enough in this one. I think the Cardinals are pretty much set for a really good offense performance. I know Kyler Murray had a off game last week. He's allowed to have that. He's a young quarterback. 
I, I think he's going to bounce back, and I think he's going to have a good game against a weaker defense. And, and all your guys are at play here. Andy Isabella got in the end zone twice last week um, with Christian Kirk's injury. I'm going to be keeping an eye on the Christian Kirk injury situation because it looks like that uh, Kyler Murray likes slinging it to Mr. Isabella. Uh, and if that's the case, he might sneak his way into my lineup, especially I got to keep an eye on the Devontae Adams injury situation. So there could be a, you know, a little late last minute ad here. And I, I think, you know, Isabella is someone, if he's available in your lease, he probably is if you're not in a dynasty league. Uh, well, maybe not at this point, but if he is, go pick him up because he could potentially be a favorite target of Kyler Murray. Uh and from the Panthers' side of things, listen, Robbie Anderson has been having a really good season so far. He's putting up fantasy points. He's doing pretty good. Um, you know, the, the Panthers are moving the ball offensively, but there's not a lot on that side of things that I like outside of Robbie Anderson. Uh, what about you guys? Let's start with Marcus. Um, Robbie Anderson, former Jet, living it up. My man. <laughs> um, yeah, Murray and Hopkins, you know, you can pencil them in. Um, Good starts every week. Uh, Murray is headed towards a breakout season. Hopkins is Hopkins. You know, he's going to do what he does. Um, Mike Davis from the Panthers, um, 13 carries, 46 yards, eight catches, 45 yards, and a touchdown. Um, giving you points from receiving and rushing. Cardinals defense has allowed at least 12 PPR points to three different players this year. Um, he can be a good option this year uh, or this game for the Panthers, you know, like Craig said, it's not much in the Panthers. As long as um, Christian McCaffrey is out, you kind of just have to – I hope Robbie Anderson has a good game. I hope Mike Davis has a good game. Um, so I would say Mike Davis on the Panthers, and you can pencil in Murray and Hopkins, and you can take a chance on Isabella if, you know, you don't have a better option for a flex. Literally nothing to add you. All the players you guys said are exactly who I was going to say. So you win <laughs> – from a, yeah. a, bet, a bet perspective here, I'm looking at FanDuel Sportsbook. So the Cardinals, three-and-a-half-point favorites, but when you look at the odds, it's plus 100 as opposed to, you know, a minus one, 110, 125. So uh, I like that. I think the Cardinals win this one. I think they win it by more than three-and-a-half points, and, and you, you actually win a little bit of, of money here as opposed to just, uh, you know, like $5 on your – on your ten dollar bet, you could double your money. I'm for that. Yeah, Cardinals will win by more than three and a half. I mean, the the Hopkins injury is a little concerning that he didn't, you know, practice some of this week. But in the game, he's he's only going to catch twelve this week. I'm sorry, <laughs> almost fourteen or sixteen. Maybe he'll find an end zone. I think he has one touchdown. To well, he missed it by a yard. I mean, he, he would, had all he's, the good intentions. He's turning yeah. into Julio. Yeah, but he gets like 15 catches. I mean, you know, yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> it, it evens out <laughs> mm -hmm. from a, a fantasy perspective. Let's head into the four o'clock block here. Uh, I think there's gonna we're gonna watch a murder in Los Angeles with the Rams taking on the 0 and 3 Giants. Um, I don't know what else to say in that one. I, I think you know the Rams D line is just gonna bully the Giants around. They don't really have any weapons to speak of in New York. And so I think the Rams defense is a must start. And, uh, you know, if you, you got your Robert Woods, your Cooper Cups, and, and your I, – I, I mean, the running back situation is still something to figure out in L.A. Um, but 
I, I think you could start any one of those guys. Uh, Rich, kick it to you. I mean, let me just start by saying that the Rams should be undefeated right now. And the offensive pass, I mean, the defensive pass interference thing at the end of the Bills game was a non-call. I just want to get that out. You know, they should be 3-0. So, on the other hand, the Giants and the Jets are tied in the power rankings at 32. So, you know, that's pretty good. They're tied for 32 because they're both terrible. They're both so bad they couldn't differentiate. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, if you're going to start anyone on the Giants, I'm always going to say it's going to be Slayton just because they're going to be down so much. But even he can't get the ball because Daniel Jones is underperforming so much this year. Uh, on the flip side, I love Robert Woods. I love Cooper Cup. The hot hand right now at running back is Henderson. Um, and the, the defense. The defense is going to put up crazy amounts of, of points this week. They're going to put up like a wide receiver number for you at, uh, at defense. Um, the spread is nine. It's going to be more than nine. You know, I think this is going to be like a 31. I always go 31 to 10 when I think it's going to be a blowout. So I'm going to go 31 to 10 because it's going to be a blowout. <laughs> I, yeah i this one won't even be fun to watch it's a 12 and a half point spread and I, I think the rams get every bit of it and some uh marcus any other players to watch in this one um i would say jared goff um nick mullins almost threw for 400 yards on the giants and uh um, nicky montana i've been, te- <laughs> I've been telling everybody nick mullins the man jared goff has better weapons than him so he can definitely have a good game against the Giants. Uh, Slayton, I will sit him. Um, I mean, he's not doing well, but it's not due to his talent. It's due to his team. If and you he had to start anyone. Like, gun to I mean, if you had to, Giant, yeah, but sweet. still, I mean, he's not doing well. And he's going to have Jalen Ramsey on him. So I'd, if you have to start him, throw him in there. But if you got some, somebody else, odds are, you don't, odds are you don't have to. Like, yeah, yeah, you don't. Have, it, it's have not to. like he's DeAndre Hopkins, you know what exactly. I mean? Like you, you have yeah. someone else that you don't yeah. have, and if you don't, you're I, bad at drafting. Yeah, and, you, and Ramsey should be on Tate. I don't, you know, or I don't think he'd be on Slayton. Slayton's a slot guy. Oh. Him and Tate are going to fight. Didn't he's a date Tate's sister? Yeah, but that's why I wanted to happen. And then he, <laughs> he like, <laughs> I think he like cheated on her while she was pregnant or something. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. That's a matchup then. I mean, it's, yeah. it's going to be UFC in the NFL. I'm for that. Make Slayton go on some scrub. It's like the Andre Johnson fight. Yeah. Oh, that was so good. Andre Johnson won that fight. What was like, it fin- Finnegan, I think the guy named Yeah, was? Cortland yeah, Finnegan. Yeah, from the text. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my dude. <laughs> or the, uh, or the uh, um, Odell fight. Mm. Yeah, he was going at it. Not as good. <laughs> When Odell <laughs> ran into the into the kicking thing, he ran. Yeah. He, he fought the the, yeah. the metal bar. Yeah. And lost. yeah, that was fun. Let's <laughs> let's talk about the undefeated Buffalo Bills, uh, who I don't think they should be undefeated either. Um, but you can't say they haven't been playing good football. They also haven't been playing that good at teams, but they've been playing good football. Um, the Rams were probably closer to their level. And I think the Raiders, again, are probably closer to their level. Um, They've yet to face a marquee team in the NFL. Um, So I'm still kind of waiting to see how they do against a better team before I'm, you know, going to buy into the fact that they're one of the top teams in the NFL. Um, The Raiders, you know, they're they're interesting to me. They they looked great against the Saints. Um, I think they've looked okay in their other matchups. Um, 
They're a team that I find relatively tough to read. You know, they, they got beat pretty bad by New, by New England last week. Um, so I don't really know. I know Josh Allen is a pretty safe start this week. Uh, Stephon Diggs has looked good in pretty much every single game. He's a pretty safe start to me. Um, but I, I have a, a hard time reading both of these teams. And because of that, it kind of leads me to shy away from anything bets-wise or fantasy-wise um, just because I I don't have a good grasp on, on who's actually good on these squads. So, Rich, you're looking at me like I'm crazy. So let's throw it to you. Who do you like in this one? So my sneaky start of the week, I mean, for any game, is Hunter Renfro this week from the Raiders. And that's simply because Ruggs is out. Brian Edwards is not going to play. Um, they can't rely on Josh Jacobs 100% of the time. And the only other real option is Waller or Nelson Aguilar, which should, I, I'm surprised he's on any team. So for me, Hunter Renfro, he is the Julian Edelman of the Raiders. Uh, he's consistent. He catches everything thrown at him. I think he honestly is the best receiver on this team right now. Um, and you're going to see later that he's in my daily lineup as well. He's cheap. Um, he's available in most leagues, and I would definitely put him in my flex this week. With that being said, Buffalo is going to be 4-0. I mean, I just don't see any way that they lose this game. Josh Allen's going to have a good game. He's probably going to fumble twice, but he'll throw four touchdowns because that's his <laughs> Um I like Stephon Diggs. Uh, Zach Moss did practice this week, but I think Singletary is going to be the one that has the hot hand this game. Um, but yeah, Buffalo, this, the spread is, I think we're on different spreads here, but mine says three, mine um, says three as well. I think Buffalo can cover that spread, especially with all the weapons being down for, uh, the Raiders. So Buffalo four and oh, start Hunter Renfro and be happy. <laughs> Marcus, any additional words of wisdom? Um, I'm with you on Hunter Renfro. Um, he's their number one option really because of all the injuries him and Waller. Um, a name that wasn't mentioned, I thought about Cole Beasley. Uh, if John Brown is hurt and he doesn't go, Cole Beasley could step up and have a good game. Um, he's had 20 targets so far in three games. He's caught 15 of them for 228 yards. Um, so if John Brown isn't there, him and Diz can be that the one-two punch in the receiving game. So he could potentially have a good game. Beasley's a guy with some talent too, so I, I, I like that that addition as well. Now, the my surprise of the week is that this isn't Sunday Night Football, but the New England Patriots face off against the Kansas City Chiefs. At Tom Brady Fort- is gone. Cam <laughs> Newton, Super Cam. I mean, you know. Like, it's not the GOAT, though. It's not the, not the GOAT, but he's, he's played his fair share of prime time. It's not the old, it's not the current GOAT against the guy who people think will be the GOAT. But, uh, I mean, listen, I'd watch Patrick Mahomes at any hour, but 820 and, and Patrick Mahomes is like uh, – like Can a red jelly. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, it's just it's perfect. <laughs> Not this week, though. 425. Uh, I think this is a, a, an interesting matchup. The Patriots defensively are, you know, I, I, a, a good squad. They're able to run the football and, and do some things offensively that, that, you know, I don't know if the Chiefs have seen yet this season. Uh, you know, they faced Lamar Jackson. It, it him and Cam are different style runners. Cam it can really bruise you when he runs the football. Lamar is more of a, a, a speedy runner. And I think that on the, the wide receiver side, 
the Patriots receivers are more reliable than than the weapons in Baltimore. That being said, after watching the Chiefs dismantle what's supposed to be one of the best teams in the AFC East or AFC North, uh, AFC in general, uh, I have a hard time believing that they do not win this one. Uh, Andy Reid's going to be drawing the plays on his face shield, and it's it's going to be a grand old time. Uh, so, Marcus, let's start with you on this one. Who do you, who do you like in this from a fantasy perspective? Um, I would say Rex Burkhead. Um, he had a good game last week with three touchdowns, I believe. Um, if James White and um, if the two running backs don't make make the game, they don't play, uh, he can be up for another heavy workload. Um, he had 11 catches, 96 yards, and a touchdown two games. Um, he can be a dual threat running and uh, catching. And Julian Edelman, um, two wide receivers have scored at least 15 points against Kansas City. It's a good chance they're going to be playing from behind, which means a lot of passing, which means Edelman in the short hands could get a lot of targets, a lot of catches. Other side of the ball, you know, start the usuals. I mean, there's really nothing too deep to discuss against Kansas City. You know, Mahomes, Hill, Kelsey, so forth and so on. Yeah, I mean, I'm a little concerned about Edelman just based on how they contained Hollywood. Um, Mm -hmm. Edelman had a down game last week. The week before, he he had 179 yards, but he was going against that bum Jamal Adams who can't cover (laughs) my dad. Um, This is a little different. So, I mean, I think that Kansas City wins this game. I think this is the the game where you see that, you know, it it could be more Brady than Bill. But, I mean, the – the opponent that they're going against. I don't know if anyone's going to beat Kansas City this year. Um, as far as New England goes, I don't think I could start anyone this week. Um, not a single player. And I love Julian Edelman. I just I need to you know have him sit one more week and then be confident in starting him next week. Uh, Kansas City, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, you know Patrick Mahomes, Kelsey. I think McCole Hardman is going to start to show that he's going to be the clear-cut number two. Um, the way that he played against the Ravens, I think they're going to give him a lot more looks, and it's gonna he's going to probably jump Sammy Watkins um, soon. So I think you know Hill and Hardman are going to be my wide receivers that I go with. Um, spread is seven. Uh, I think that the Patriots normally cover spreads, but it's not going to happen this week. I think that the the Chiefs win by at least ten. And I think well, and that's interesting because you know we mentioned the odds before. You can double your money. Uh, plus 100 with that minus seven spread uh, for the Chiefs, at least uh, on FanDuel Sportsbook uh, as of Wednesday night at 9.53 p.m. Uh, but I think the over-under is, is you know, this is that, that magic number, 52 and a half. I think both these teams can score some points, um, but I, I, I'm inclined to take the under here. Um, I think the Chiefs can get into 30, but after watching what they did, to the Ravens offense. I don't know how many points the Patriots are going to, going to put up um, food for thought. I don't like messing around with the over-unders though, but this one I think is a little bit interesting. Let's head to this uh, premier Sunday night football game. Just really a, a top notch matchup. Uh, clearly the best game of the weekend, the O two and one Philadelphia Eagles <laughs> against the two and one San Francisco 49ers. Um, I'll be totally transparent. I don't know what the injury situation is like. I don't know who's healthy on San Francisco. Um, all that being said, I still think they beat the Eagles. Uh, it doesn't really matter. The Eagles have looked dreadful all season mm. long. It is a chance for them to turn around against the kind of beat-up San Francisco team. Um, 
but I don't know. I think the Eagles are just that bad. But that's just kind of a gut feeling because, honestly, I haven't looked at this one. So, Marcus, let's kick it over to you. Give some better analysis than um, I just did. I will say uh, Philly side as far as fantasy. You can start Greg Ward. He might be worth the start. Um, Philly is just all types of injured. Deshaun is hurt. Alshon Jeffrey is hurt. Jalen Rager is hurt. Dallas Goddard is hurt. I mean, they're, he kind of is the number one receiver by default. So it's going to be Greg Ward, Zach Ertz, and Miles Sanders are their three weapons. So he got to get some type of some type of target share, right? You, you know, it's just, yeah. I mean, it's all they really have. I mean, if you're desperate, I throw out a um, I throw him out there. You know, he had eight receptions, seventy two yards last week. Um, not a bad game. Um, the receiver for San Francisco, Brandon. Ayuk, yeah. Surprisingly, Philly has been really good against top wide receivers this season, Um, giving up a combined 12 catches, 101 yards, and no touchdowns to all number one receivers in the first three games. So uh, I don't know if I would start him, but I might take a chance on Greg Ward if I'm a little desperate or if I'm banged up also because injuries are piling up in the NFL. Every week is like ACL Sunday. So um, (laughs) – if you got um, a spot open, you need someone there, throw in Greg Ward. He might be worth it. All right. So I went the flip side of that this week, and I picked up Brandon Ayuk, and I'm starting him in my flex just simply because I think Debo is going to come back. And even if Debo doesn't come back, Kittle is going to play. So I think, you know, Kittle is going to be their number one option. Ayuk uh, can do it all. I mean, he is kind of like, I'm going to call him Tyreek Light just simply because he is a gadget player and he can also catch the ball just as well. Um, he's going to be a big part of that offense going forward. It's going to be the big three between him, Debo, and Kittle. Um, and Mostert might be back this week. Who knows? Jimmy G is not going to play, but I don't think it's going to matter against this Philly team. This is the worst yeah. I've ever seen the Eagles play. Uh, the Eagles have been good for a while. You know, you look at – they have – they had good quarterback play for the last, I don't know how long, 15 years, you know? So, I mean, this is the worst that Wentz has ever looked. This is the worst that the coaching staff has ever looked. They just look defeated. Uh, San Francisco is all, all banged up too, but they're making the, the best out of it because they they have the next man up mentality because that's how Shanahan works. So you can start McKinnon this week, start Kittle this week, start Ayuk this week. And on the flip side, the only one I would touch is Miles Sanders. Um, even Ertz is kind of having, you know, an off season mm-hmm. so far. Um, you mean a typical season? Yeah, <laughs> typical for you. But I mean, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not an Ertz like you. But uh, the spread right now is seven. I I don't know. You know, Philly keeps it close. But uh, as far as the players go, definitely 49er heavy on this one. Yeah, I, I agree with that one. I I, I wouldn't bet this game personally. Um, I just think with the spread where it is, I, listen, both teams are really beat up. I don't know who's necessarily going to have a good game. Uh, I would stay away from this one money-wise. Um, let's head to Monday Night Football because this is a surprisingly fun matchup despite what the records would tell you. 0-3 Atlanta Falcons at the 3-0 and Green Bay Packers. Uh, I don't think there's a more exciting offense in the NFL right now than the Green Bay Packers. Um, Aaron Rodgers is, is, you know, I, at that same level as Russell Wilson. I mean, he's slinging it left and right. He's looking unstoppable. Um, 
He's oh, okay, 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 Vikings. Uh, no, I, listen, he's he's keeping the first round draft pick on the bench. He's, uh, I mean, just Alan Lazard looks like a, a monster. Uh, I mean, they just beat up on the Saints without Devontae Adams. It was Devontae Adams who it didn't matter. They were just slinging touchdowns left and right. Um, the Falcons, we all know, can score points. They can compete offensively, but there is something in their genetic makeup where in the fourth quarter they, they don't like to hold on to leads. Um, I don't even think they'll get a lead in this one. I think it'll be a shootout. I think you can start almost anybody across the board fantasy-wise. I think both of these teams are going to put up a lot of points. Um, but I, I think the Packers win this one. And this is one where the over-under is, is super high, and I'm inclined to take the over because I, I think this is going to be a, a shootout. Um, even with the over being at 56 and a half. Um, I probably won't bet it, but I'm pretty inclined to say that this will be about 60 points total. I think both teams get into 30. Um, honestly, I think it'll be a fun one. Rich is looking mm -hmm. at me like I'm crazy, but I think I think there'll be a lot of points in this one. Uh, what about you guys? What do you think here? I mean, I really hope Julio plays. I think, you know, if Julio plays, it's going to be even – a better game than what it would be without him, obviously. But, you know, like you said, Atlanta is a good team, you know, there's, they need to completely gut their defense, including their defensive head coach in uh, Dan Quinn. I mean, they just need to start over next year. If they have even a half good coach, I think this would be a much different record. Um, they make a lot of bad calls throughout the game, which is why they're 0 three. And on the flip side, you know, the, the Packers have, one of the best young, you know, minds in, in the league right now. So Aaron Rodgers is having fun. You can see that he has no limitations with sling it. I love Alan Lazard, um, Valdez Scantling. I mentioned last week, you know, he's a really good, you know, number three option. Um, and then Aaron Jones, obviously just lights it up every single week. And on the flip side, I hope Julio plays, uh, Calvin Ridley is putting up, you know, wide receiver one number still, uh, Gage is injured, so let's see what happens with him. And Gurley needs to step up. You know, he had an off game last week. If they have any shot in this game, Gurley needs to, you know, burn the house down. But he probably won't. Packers will win, obviously. That's what I'm going with. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus, what about you? Um, yeah, Rich pretty much said everything I was going to say. Um, and I agree with the Todd Gurley part. They got to get Todd Gurley going so they can control the clock. You got to keep Rodgers off the field. I mean, he's playing like a man possessed this season, unfortunately. But um, I definitely think Todd Gurley needs to step up to diversify their offense. Uh, the Falcons seem like they're cursed or something. Um, two weeks in a row, giving up big leads. They gave up, gave up a big lead in the Super Bowl. Um, do you all remember the Super Bowl where the Falcons guy won man of the year and then he got arrested the night before the Super Bowl? <laughs> No, remember that? I don't remember that. I don't remember that. What a story, though. He got arrested yeah. the night before the Super Bowl for trying to pick up a prostitute or something. Man but of he, the year. He, met, he won the man of the year. So it was like the Falcons are just, it's just, I don't know, it was in their DNA or something. They're cursed. He needed but, uh, the man of the week. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> um, but yeah, Packers should win this, unfortunately. I hope they don't, but I think I think they can win. Listen, man, the Vikes are 0-3 at this stage. You're not winning this. Yeah, um, 
going for top 10 pick in the draft at this yeah. point. <laughs> number one. Number one. Yeah. You got to fight the Giants, though. New York right, is we'll, going to we'll win that battle. We got to fight the Giants and we got to fight the Vikings, apparently. Yeah. Um, so uh, I don't think we're, we're going to discuss the Steelers Titans game. Uh, you know, it's still to be determined. It's looking like they'll probably play um, Monday or Tuesday, but. Um, just, you know, if you have the key guys, go ahead and, and play them. And if not, whatever. I don't know. I don't know what you, I don't know what you want me to tell you. COVID-19. I can't predict it. Uh, but this has been a real fun show, guys. Uh, NFL Week 4 is upon us. Um, let's talk about our uh, our FanDuel lineups, Rich. We put these together a little yeah. bit before the show. I got to click a few buttons to make this happen here. Um, and we'll, we'll see what... Uh, which one of our, our lineups pops up. This one looks like my lineup, so I'll take you through it first. I like Russell Wilson from the Seahawks a lot. Um, no surprise there. I like Jonathan Taylor on the Colts. I think he's been running the football pretty well. I think he looks pretty good. Um, James Robinson, you mentioned before, budget player. Um, he's really appeared out of nowhere. I think he's going to have a good game. Donkey Kong Metcalf. I'm aware DK doesn't stand for Donkey Kong, but I, it makes me laugh. Uh, DK Metcalf, Will Fuller. Um, Will Fuller, I think he gets some good value at 6,100. I, I think he's going to have a pretty good game against Minnesota. Um, I have Amari Cooper in here as well. Um, we mentioned before all the Cowboy receivers um, are primed, at, we think, to have a pretty big game. I went with the number one option. I like Tyler Higby a lot for the Rams against the Giants. Uh, the Giants are just a mess of a team. And Higby uh, had three touchdowns the other week. Um, he pretty much just looked unstoppable. Um, I, I think he's a good tight end. I think he'll get in the end zone once again. Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs 2.0, you know what to do. And the Los Angeles Rams defense against the New York Giants offense. Um, I think they are going to score all kinds of points. $600 in my salary remaining. Um you know, I like the lineup. I might tweak it a little bit between uh, now and Sunday. I uh, have a little bit of budget to play with, but that is what I am going with. Uh, and now, Rich, let me press a few more buttons. We'll throw up your lineup, and you can talk it through. All right, so quarterback, I got Joe Burrow. We talked about it before. He's going to get his first win in the NFL. He's going to throw for – at least 250 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, he's not the most expensive quarterback, um, so it gives you a little room in other positions. Alvin Kamara, he's battling, you know, Russell Wilson right now for MVP. He is the do everything person on that on that team. He catches every ball. He he's he's going to put up crazy numbers every single week. Uh, James Robinson, he's putting up very great numbers for Jacksonville. Uh, he's the only guy on that team right now. That's kind of worth a start in every format whatsoever. And he's cheap. Uh, I don't think he's going to be cheap for long. Uh, Deandre Hopkins, uh, best wide receiver in the NFL, as far as anything. I mean, I, he is a PPR machine. Uh, even though he missed, you know, practice, he's still going to get in that game. He's still going to catch at least 12 balls. Uh, Mike Evans, with Godwin being out, uh, he is the main show in town. Uh, they also said that Fournette, Fournette is out while we were recording the show. So oh, there's, man. Yeah, there's even more option right there for Mike Evans. He's going to light it up. Uh, Justin Jefferson, 
I might have a main crush on Justin, Justin Jefferson. He is cheap still, very cheap, um, and he's going to put up wide receiver one numbers for the Vikings. Moelle Cox, um, also a very cheap option. I don't know why he's so cheap because he's putting up top-tier uh, tight end numbers so far this year. Philip Rivers loves the guy. Uh, he finds the end zone often, and he is definitely a must-start this week against Chicago, who doesn't give up wide receiver touchdowns, like Marcus said. And then my sneaky ad of the week, my sneaky start of the week, is uh, Hunter Renfro. He's the wide receiver one this week in, in Las Vegas. The Bills are going to put up you know, points. They're going to have to compete from behind this week. And you know, Las Vegas loves to target Hunter Renfro, and he catches everything thrown his way. And then let's end it with Buffalo Ravens completely dismantling the Washington football team. They don't have a shot in heck. Um, it's going to be a blowout. So I like all these players. They, they, they're not like marquee. I mean, obviously two of them are. Three of them are with Kamara. Uh, Hopkins and Evans, but everyone else is kind of, you know, the sneaky guy that's going to put up, you know, points this week. And I like lineups like that. So this is Rich's sneaky lineup. Uh, I, th- I think there's a fun one. I might, I might put a, throw that into a 50, 50 and, and see what, uh, see what hits. Uh, but guys, so that's going to be it for our, our lovely little program tonight. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in, whether it was on YouTube, um, leave a comment in the player below. Um, Give it a like, subscribe to the channel, all kinds of great content coming your way. If you listen to this thing via podcast, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor.fm, thank you for doing so. Make sure you subscribe, leave us a nice rating wherever you're listening. It helps the show out immensely. And then, of course, we want to help our partners um, over at the Underdog Newsletter. If you love underdog stories and if you're a sports fan, odds are you do. Uh, You're going to love our friends at the Underdog Newsletter. Every week, they sift through hundreds of articles, videos, and podcast interviews. And then every Tuesday morning, they send out a bite-sized rundown of only the best stories you can find all in one place. You can subscribe to the newsletter at jokermag.com slash newsletter. Follow them on Twitter at jokermaghq. Plus, our partnership with Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. They've eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about the top-tier athletes in a respective sport. Thrive has prop bets for almost every sport, and each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over or under based on its likelihood to occur. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. Rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Thrive has awarded over $1.3 million in prizes since launching in 2018. When you sign up, use the promo code DAILY to Dynasty, and you will receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. Head on over to the App Store, the Play Store, or their website at thrivefantasy.com. And, guys, that's it. Daily to Dynasty, NFL Week 4. Thank you so much for listening, watching, whatever you, however you consume to this media. Thank you for doing so. And for Rich and Marcus, we'll talk to you next week.